Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Racers and Rental Cars, where we talk about all things motorsports, business, and marketing related. We're out here just trying to make you better in your own journey to be in the motorsports world. If there's anything that we can ever do for you, don't hesitate to send us a comment at hatemail at racersandrentalcars.com as well as anywhere on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Drop us a line, send us a PM. We are here for you. Again, though, thank you very much for tuning in and downloading, and we ask that you rate, review, like, subscribe so we can keep our sponsors happy and out here putting this show on for you. Have a great week. We'll see you at the track. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the weekend warriors. What's up, West Coast Cam? What's happening, Don? Again, I am so happy. It's the middle of the afternoon, and we're recording, and it's not midnight. How about you? Dude, it sounded like you've had some high-five energy pills or something or shots or whatever. You're all jacked up on Mountain Dew today. Oh, my friend. I Sometimes I don't even have to have energy drinks. People can just post things out there in the world, and it makes me go, are, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Are you kidding? Yeah, well, I mean, see, people just want to talk to you. Your phone's ringing off the hook. I guess I would probably just make sure mine's on silent. Yeah, as you throw me under the bus. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this week's episode, folks, thanks for tuning in. We are going to talk about the sky is falling, and perhaps we need to get back in the Wayback Machine and talk about things that you just need to keep to yourself. When it comes to the things that we all love in the world of motorsports. So here we go. All right, Camp. This week, the first topic that we're going to talk about is brought to us by our folks at K&N Air Filters. And do us a favor. Go over there and put that discount code in, R-I-R-C. And let them know that you love racers and rental cars and them being part of our show. Cam, let's talk about the bombshell that was dropped this week in the world of motorsports. I'll give you two guesses, but I bet you only need one. I say which which bombshell. It depends what form of motorsport we're talking about, but I'm going to go with, uh, you're probably talking NASCAR maybe. Oh, spot on. Didn't even need two guesses. Yeah, see, well, if that's the case, I'm going to go with the MJ, Michael Jordan NASCAR team that's coming to town. Brother, okay, can you can you can you say that? Can you say brother? That's pretty. That's pretty big. That's Dude. pretty darn big. So I guess if we back up, like, I guess it's probably been maybe five or six weeks. It was like the leaked rumor, right? It was like this big rumor that. That someone let the cat out of the bag that Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan were going to, at that time, they were, they were buying in or going to be part of Richard Petty Motorsports, right? And just on and on and on, all these rumors circling. And me being Carolina, you know, hey, Michael Jordan in NASCAR? I'm paying attention. Yeah, well, he, I don't know, a lot of people might not know, but he used to own a superbike team. He's like a big motorsports enthusiast. Oh, he he totally is. I mean, he, he is all, and see, here's, so now we're going, we're going to give like a history lesson, right? So Michael Jordan's dad was a diehard NASCAR fan. Like, if you huh. go back and read some of the books and interviews where people have written books about Michael Jordan, um, his relationship with his dad, he will tell you about weekend trips. And he actually uses the phrase, 
loaded up chicken and Coke and went <laughs> to the racetrack. I mean, he has always been involved, uh, whether you want to call it, you know, an outside fan, a closet fan, whatever you want. He has always had an interest in NASCAR, in motorsports. And he, he struck a, I guess you would say, now at this point, a, a budding relationship with Denny Hamlin. Uh, as you know, Michael Jordan and the Bobcats, the Charlotte Bobcats, he's involved with them. Uh, and, of course, most of the NASCAR drivers live in Charlotte. But they got to be friends and play golf together. And I guess they've just kind of had this behind-the-scenes relationship. And let's just say what it is. All the stars align. And Jumpman23 is coming to the world of NASCAR. And if you don't think that doesn't matter, I would like you to go ahead and return to the rock that you were under. <laughs> yeah, dude, I tell you what, that that's pretty exciting. The thing that I read, it, it said something about how they've been, like you said, really good friends, and he's been sponsoring Denny Hamlin like on a personal contract for some time like with his Jordan brand or whatever. And so that's... That's pretty huge, especially in this day and age when people don't have any money. Um, somebody investing into a multi-million dollar ordeal endeavor like that. I mean, obviously, we all know Michael Jordan isn't hurting to, to pay his mortgage or one of his 35 mortgages he probably has. But, um, hey, I mean, kudos to that whole organization. So how does it work? I mean, you're more into this. I only saw like the Cliff Notes version of all this stuff, but... So Danny Hamlin drives for another team, but he also owns another team. He's a minority owner. So oh, okay. And yeah, the NASCAR rules, and I guess it really, really kind of depends on what adjectives you choose to stick in the phrasing or what adjectives you choose to leave out. He's a minority owner. Uh, the way, it, it basically the same way Jeff Gordon was a minority owner in Jimmy Johnson's team within the Hendrick Motorsports. So hmm. you can be a minority owner. You cannot be a majority owner. So Michael Jordan is going to be the majority owner. Denny Hamlin's going to be the minority owner. And I would venture to say that Denny Hamlin is looking into the future out of what he's going to be involved with when he gets ready to step away from holding on to a steering wheel. Full time. Full time, of course. Yeah, I mean... Hey, set yourself up while you can, while the money's there. Well, and, and you know, and most people, okay, so let's assume that the folks listening have some sort of knowledge, background about what's going to transpire at the end of 21 in NASCAR. As, like, every report, PR interview that I saw or Twitter uh, reply, everybody talked about Jordan, you know, he's, he's, Reported worth on Forbes is like $1.6 billion. And everybody was talking about, well, he's going to lose a lot of that. He's going to be in NASCAR. <laughs> and uh, let, let's make sure we don't uh, lose sight of the fact that at the end of 21, the next-gen car is coming to town. And that is basically a, a store-bought car. We no longer get the whole, we're going to have chassis fab shops. Uh, and, and so forth, and and you've got to hang bodies on a regular basis. I mean, it's it's a composite body. It's going to have its own lines, its template. I, I mean, we're the days of you having to have a staff of a hundred people or something of this nature, and and having expense accounts there in the multi millions of dollars to run a, a cup team. That's going to slowly start to, to dwindle, and it's going to start to, to come down, and you're going to see people that can look at NASCAR as an affordable program, and I just hope that that trickles down into the sponsorship monies and companies that want to come in. We've already seen it impact driver salaries. Drivers are taking much less money now because, again, the money aspect of it got out of control and... They had to start cutting back. So I think that uh, I think that MJ and Denny Hamlin and and we cannot leave out two comp two important pieces of the puzzle, uh, Toyota and Bubba Wallace. I mean, mm -hmm. right now Bubba Wallace has got uh, 
he has the most money in sponsorship dollars on the surface right now uh going into 2021 he has the most yeah i mean he's he's doing something right you know love him or hate him i mean it's it's working for him so that's that's pretty awesome i mean i the end of the day regardless i mean it's it's awesome to have another team out there maybe he likes drag racing too and maybe he should just buy uh it should be the Melio jordan series and he should have a couple teams <laughs> with that kind of cash but we'll get well, to that later in the episode i'm sure we we will but I, again the the last thing to say about it is that it is going to bring an enormous amount of eyeballs to the world of nascar I mean, dude, seriously. I, I mean, I love you and I love doing the show, but right now if my phone vibrated and up on the screen it said Michael Jordan, that I mean, who what CEO in America is not taking that call? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's that's true. No, absolutely. So, I mean, hopefully he he helps with an uh, influx of sponsorship dollars and, you know, people that wouldn't mainly or normally think of taking that avenue for their ad spend or whatever. Like, I, I hope it. I hope it helps the whole industry because, wow. you, like you said, there's going to be le- there's going to be less and less people working in it. It sounds like with what they're doing. So, you know, got to have some sort of influx to pay some of these people. I I mean I just don't. I mean, if Bill Bill Gates, Bill, Mike's on the phone. Oh, put him in. What, Mister Jordan? How many commas and zeros would you like? Absolutely. Yeah. Because no. uh, yeah. uh, the demographics that Mo- Michael Jordan, the Jordan brand, carries with it across the world. Forget the United States. Across the world. That is an influx that I bet every NASCAR executive in Daytona Beach, Florida, was go- the ones that could, were going down the hallway trying to do cartwheels and handstands when they heard that MJ was going to be a NASCAR cup owner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. sign me up. Sign, sign me you up. up, right? Sign you up. Sign me up. Uh, hey, Jordan Brand to the front. Here they come. All right, so we that's that's the highlight. That is without a shadow of a doubt, the bombshell highlight of the week in the world of motorsports and business and marketing. And, and again, folks, if you're not and you want to see things transpire, go out there, follow some of the folks on Twitter, and see how things unravel and, and where the impact is. Follow somebody like Adam Stern or Bob Pachris. Those guys are, are pretty much in tune with everything on the business side of NASCAR when it comes to the marketing side. So uh, go follow them on Twitter. You're not going to find them on Facebook or Instagram. They, they are all business in the Twitter world, so... But that being said, Cam, as we go from one high to one low, and I don't even know, I, I don't even know if I can call it a low. I think I got to call it a, oh my God. I, I just, I, I mean. The Hail Mary, oh my God. The, I too. The wheels are falling off. Could it get any possibly worse? Oh wait, but wait, there's more. I, dude, okay. So, I mean, 2020, what a crap shoot this year has been. And if anybody could have said, oh, yeah, wait, I've got one more for you. I don't, it's like I the mean, hangover. What the F is going on? I mean, I mean, get it together, guys. What are we? I mean, I just don't understand. Uh, I, it just, oh, yeah, that was just uh, so. What is that Monday afternoon? Mm, yeah all right so I, the worst part about this is is you and i text last week before the weekend and i sent you a text message and i said hey i heard but i didn't hear what it was that i thought it was or what i thought it was and then <laughs> fast forward 72 hours later oh boy the world just ended abruptly I, dude my phone went off with like I, I don't know like I, I don't know it just kept going off and I was doing <laughs> something and I had my hands full and they were dirty 
and it just one after another one after another one after another and then heck i'm driving i'm trying to read them and you call me and it's like whoa yeah no it uh there was a there was a meeting for a zoom meeting that uh was scheduled for all the pro teams to drivers owners crew type of thing to dial in unfortunately i wasn't able to listen because uh, i was teaching at the time but uh i got the cliff notes version quickly after and uh yeah coca-cola decided to pull their sponsorship um claiming that uh what the pandemic was their main reasonings and i guess they missed a, a payment of two point what was it 2.86 million dollars something like that yeah two point something yeah. million back in may so nhra has known about this for a while it sounds like they're probably obviously keeping it rather hushed to try to figure it out and doesn't look like they figured it out and sounds like coca-cola the parent company from El yellow just pretty much said yeah piss off we're out um and then they decided to let everyone know that they're suing them <laughs> was that a good idea i'm not 100 percent sure just yet because now you're going to have all these other companies saying, oh, well, now if we just do business with NHRA and something doesn't go the way that they want, we're just going to get sued. So I'm not sure which play is good. Obviously, you brought you bring attention to it. And so what happens if they win? Does like Because this contract is supposed to be go through 2023. So if they win, does that mean like, Oh, hey, just kidding. Uh, it's going to be the Mellow Yellow series until. And then does that mean we still have to drink Mellow Yellow when we get interviewed? I hope not. <laughs> All right. So I got to, you know, I had I had some notes that were that, you know, I had wrote down about how I wanted to kind of. Yeah, but those get blown it. out the window every single week. So just go ahead and start talking. I know, but I was trying to figure out how exactly how I wanted to kind of. You know, I was trying to do a, a little loans right here, right? I was trying to structure the flow of, of me being a racer and a marketing person and a business person and the organization and the legal team. Uh, I, I was trying to figure out how I was going to structure, how I was going to go through all this. Um, my first thought was, wow, somebody shot somebody's dog. <laughs> because... Again, we we survived the recession together. We survived $4.50 a gallon diesel fuel as as a as partners in HRA and Coca-Cola. We have survived those two traumatic, you know, economic events as partners. How, you know, how can we not survive this pandemic? So that raises a question to me of you wanted out. You stated that you wanted out. And folks, if, if you don't know, um, if you haven't seen the legal documents, they're out there. You can Google them. It's 21 pages. I pulled off the side of the road because I wanted to read them all. And once I started reading I just had more questions and uh, than I had answers at the time. But go out there, Google them. You can find them. Sit down, read them. You're really going to start to understand some of the ins and outs of the business marketing world when it comes to motorsports. Uh, and it'll be quite eye-opening to you. Um, when I, so when I'm getting through this and you've told me that, and that me, when I say me, you've told us in HRA that you want to leave. Okay, we've recognized that. We've acknowledged it. Whether or not the only people that know are inside Glendora, whether or not they were looking for a new date, a new wife, a new spouse, new partner, don't know. They're the only ones that know. Nonetheless, uh, now all of a sudden you say, yeah, we're out. And you use COVID as your reasoning right so so obviously my question is are they unhappy from before the covid thing which most likely they were right so I, I mean i'm sure at some point there had to be some sort of discussions 
some, you know, in the military, we call them AARs. There had to be some after action reviews and feedback given when Coke notified NHRA. What was that? I think in the legal doc, it was in like 18 or whatever. And they said, hey, look, we're, we're looking, you know, we're not coming back. We'd like for you to find somebody else. Basically the same thing that Sprint did the, uh, in NASCAR, you know, that NASCAR is not, you know, immune to this. They went through it. They finally got to the point now where they have three partners for their series, not one, which, hey, NHRA, I think you need to look at that. Uh, because I think it's an awesome business model, but nonetheless, that'll be another point in the show. Um, but you're a blue chip company. You're Coca-Cola for the love of God. Yeah. Do you really think you're going to win? I don't give a crap who you are. Do you really think you're going to win against those lawyers? I don't think so. I mean, it's going to get drug out how long it's going to get drug out. And here's the thing though, right? That kind of concerns me. Can they uh, advance a new or release a new sponsor? What they're going, you know, with a pending current legal, yeah, right? current legal action against the same thing. I highly doubt it. Well, so they're going to have to thing. dip out. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you're sitting there, do you, if I'm NHRA, I don't want to give Coca Cola any just any more justification, right? I, you know, I, I saw posts and tweets about, well, I guess it's just the NHRA drag racing series now. Is the season even going to go on? I'm here to tell you, unless somebody in a, in a lawyer background tells me, no, you need to go ahead and rip that off right now and create new branding. Dude, I'm fulfilling my, my commitment in the contract. I'm, I, you know, we agreed that we were going to be the NHRA Mellow Yellow drag racing series in 2020. And, and by God, COVID be gone. We're going to be the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Series when the last car go to, goes down the racetrack in Vegas. Oh, yeah. They'll have to. Everything's I, and all that stuff's already obviously printed anyway, so it don't matter. But, you know, and no, they're going to do their part to fulfill the obligate, contractual obligation, which, which in the stuff that the few little court documents that I read, they were, that's one of their main things. We've done all live action. Uh, events that that was you know that was part of it too that's why they keep doing kept doing all these certain events because you know they're fulfilling they're thinking oh well we'll fulfill our contractual agreement so we can get paid well <laughs> doesn't sound like that other others thought the same way but, right and it, but and that's and again I so that so we'll go to the next level right so let's go to the next step so was it and and it's all spilt milk now we can't put the genie back in the bottle right was it a was it a good thing to publicly announce that you were suing coca-cola <laughs> i don't know i i don't think so some may say yes because of the whole camping world thing which i'm sure we'll get talking about here next but i don't think it was a good thing because like i said a few minutes ago now you've just basically released to the whole world that during a global pandemic, NHRA is going to kind of look like the bad guy saying because Coca-Cola is Coca-Cola and they're going to say, Oh, well it's because of a global pandemic. We can't fulfill our obligation. So we're out because of that. You know, they're using that as their excuse. Now NHRA just basically just threw, you know, took the, the sheet off of, off of, you know, whatever and, and opened it up to let everybody know, Hey, yeah, Coke did that, but, it just goes to show you that they're going to sue, they're going to sue you in order to, you know, it's no, it's not unpublic knowledge that a lot of people don't like to do business with NHRA, and I hate to say that because it's terrible. Look at all the energy drinks. Look at how long it took Monster to come back. Why do you think Red Bull's not involved? Why do you think Rockstar's gone? Like all the, like all these things that they put so many eggs in that Coca-Cola basket for a long time, and then now all of a sudden they're just dipping out and just going screw you like we're suing you well yeah that sucks but now i really can't see all these other companies they're probably all sitting there laughing their asses off going oh yeah of course they're getting sued because we almost did or we wanted to do you know it's 
monkey see, monkey do. So I, if I was a business owner and I was interested in sponsoring the NHRA and now I saw that they're just suing the largest brand on the planet, they have the balls to do that. Who's to say that they're not going to have the balls to to sue me, my company, for some small little thing? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But is it good, I guess, for publicity to get people talking about NHRA? Some people may argue that, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't necessarily – people say, oh, even I sometimes think no publicity is bad publicity, right? To a certain extent. I don't think <laughs> – yeah, well, I, I don't know. Well, we've 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 talked about this on the show, right? We, I mean, we're going back to like marketing basics one hundred and one, right? We've always said, don't bash anybody, right. don't bash them, because if that's the case, then anybody else that sees you will say, well, if we do them wrong, then they're going to bash us, and I. Again, don't have anything nice to say. Don't say it at all. I, I can play both sides of the coin in the boardroom. Guys, I can be the... Man, you know what, Coke? Screw you to cheat us out of $5.5 million. Who in the world do you think you are? Why are you doing that to our membership? Why are you doing that to our sport? I can get upset, right? I totally can get upset. But I can get upset in a boardroom. With the doors closed and no social media and have a right. conversation, Glenn and Al, and say, guys, okay, let's figure out some sort of middle ground here between our two teams so that we can continue on and we're going to find somebody else because we don't want to bring any negative attention. Now, I promise you, Coke being upset or being or I should say Coke being worried about whatever negativity racers say or NHRA says or the fans say, I promise you this, Coke does not care. Cause you're gonna be a blip on the screen when it comes to sales. Yeah, they don't care. People are still gonna drink Coke and they don't they don't give they a crap. Call this it, stuff happens they, all the time. Yes. All the time. But the thing is, is that nobody hears about it. This is one of your very few when you actually are hearing about a sanctioning body having a lawsuit with a corporate partner. And and that's, again, I think that's a bad thing. But let's go ahead and fast forward like literally what? 12 hours? <laughs> Six hours? I mean, did it make it to midnight? I don't even think it made it to midnight. Yeah, well, maybe I don't know if it did make it to midnight. Did it make it to midnight? No, it did. Did it make it to it made it to the next morning? Did it make it to morning? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think. So as we're all sitting back, going, "Man, that was a bad move to publicly say, hey, NHRA, kick rocks, Coke, we're coming at you. We got the pitchforks and the torches." Camping World CEO. Marcus, and I always screw up his last name, and I know, all right, is it Lamones? Is that how you say it? I have no idea. I've been trying to figure it out. All right, so that makes me a bad person because I can't say his last name. Anyway, as far as I'm concerned, the prophet said, hey, NHRA, we ain't afraid, and it took off like wildfire, Right? I mean, mm -hmm. like wildfire. Now, let, let's, let's go ahead and back up some and give some background on, on the camping world, Gander Mountain, if you will, because both of those companies are owned by Marcus. Uh, he's better known. He, you either know him for Camping World or you know him for The Profit, one of the two, right? Um, and so they spend, and this is, again, an estimated... I haven't ever seen it in a contract, but I believe that they spend close to $5 million a year uh, with NASCAR in regards to the truck series and other initiatives. Now, Cam, you mentioned, right, that NHRA and Coke's deal was $5.6 million, and it was a seven-year contract. It was like a total of thirty-five point eight or something, whatever, mm -hmm. um, deal. Now... Do you think Marcus and his team go, well, 
We'll come over here and bail you out, but we're not going to give you $5 million. I sure hope not for the racer's sake because we already have an issue with payout the way it is, right? I mean, even even back when our payout was $50,000 to win a top fuel race, that's still peanuts compared to what it should be for being at the pinnacle of your sport. Now, are we? I don't really want to get into the whole debate about are we racing for, for purse money or not. That's not what this episode is about. But I still think, I mean, it's still kind of a slap in the face, right? But because we don't have big, I mean, we do have big time sponsors, but it costs so much money to do this, like so, so much money. So I want to back up a little bit and say maybe this Marcus guy, I think, I mean, it'll suck and it'll be, but it'll also be kind of funny that if NHRA or if he goes and says, ah, you know what? Nah, I'm just kidding. Or, oh, sorry, sorry, it didn't work out. Do you know how much publicity this fool just got for his companies? Hello, for free, for free. Do you know how many drivers and teams and Facebook shares and this and that just got Camping World? Oh, we love to go RVing. We And then, like, you know, like, I think Drag Illustrator was their love affair that they were having on on Twitter. It was just kind of cracking me up. It's like, obviously, the guy's kind of a marketing genius when (laughs) – if it doesn't work out, he just got however many impressions and likes and shares and comments and blah, 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 blah. the list goes on for free. Yeah. Is that where you wanted to back up to? And yes, I can totally agree with that. Uh, the whole concept is that he, if you ever watch any of the shows, the profit, right? If you watch them, and, and you and you, so let me say this because we're gonna we're gonna get to it. Politics and religion aside, okay, we're in business. Politics and religion aside, we're in business. We're talking business now. If you watch the shows and you listen and pay attention to the business side of it, if you truly read the background of how he's resurrected certain businesses and companies and brought them back to life with families and across and making money successfully. If you want to sit out there and throw rocks at driving an individual away that without a shadow of a doubt probably can get on a plane, fly to Glendora and say, all right, guys, get in the room Open up the books. We're going to fix this shindig. This might be the guy. This could be the guy to come in and say, guys, let me take you to the next level. Because the the Camping World Truck Series, or Gander Mountain, is this not, it is right now in, at the end of 2020, closes out. He, they brought money in. If you, don't, if you don't remember or recall, he had a bet that started out on Twitter. For $50,000 with Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick. And, I mean, he's like, got, I mean, on Twitter, he's like, guys, I'm in for 50. Don't leave me out. I mean, he is, he is in on motorsports when it comes to impacting his consumers. And he knows that people go to the races and they camp or they're in RVs or they're in travel trailers and they buy Camco products. And they buy Cummins generators. He knows this. He is not an idiot, right? No, so, clearly, clearly not an idiot. So that's now what I'm it's saying. The, the guy is the guy is a, a genius. I'm I just mean, why I, kick a man while they're down? I mean, hello. No, and, and so I think there is a, something there. I hope that, um, as we would say. Or, or I should say, as a as a I heard a I heard a two star tell a colonel one time, don't screw it up. Yeah, did you see his tweet back to him about how? What did it say? Something about um, you know they said, oh yeah, we're we've been camping since 1951. Looking forward to talk to you. And then he's like, don't basically don't screw it up. <laughs> like it's right. pretty simple. It's pretty simple. You know, like, oh, where is it? I'm trying to pull it up right now. I can't find it. And, and again, 
from that standpoint, you have a company, right? Do not think for the least amount that I have not thought about Camping World and reaching out to them as a sponsor. But then again, what does the family do that, that I drive for and work, work for? They own private RV dealerships. So yeah. Camping World does not fit in, but if you do not think that we would be stoked to have Camping World as a sponsor in drag racing, I wouldn't care if it was PDRA or the drag racing of Wild Pigs. I don't care. If Camping World is involved in motorsports, it is good for business. It is good for the world of motorsports. And you can take all those political comments and religion and all that other nonsense that you want to spew, negativity, and you can go ahead and roll right on down the road, big guy, because I got nothing for you. Because, yeah. again, we're making money over here in the world of motorsports. We are not turning people away. Yeah, well, that I just found it here. It says his response was to their deal. At, uh, I'm a... I'm a deal maker. Or you keep it simple. Drive the results for our business. Introduce us to new customers. Database sharing, etc. Like, so do that. All you got to do. But a lot of times, NHRA doesn't want to do database sharing. They don't want to do those things. So I hope that he will be a changing of the guard. Like they hold a lot of that stuff close to their chest, which that's their business model. And sure, that that's fine. I'm not knocking that. But maybe it's going to take a guy like this in order to make some changes, you know, higher up and, and jump off that cliff that we all kind of hope that somebody will one day and, and see what happens. I mean, maybe obviously it probably won't be a long-term deal. It'll probably be a couple year deal to kind of see how it shakes out and then go from there. You know, I mean, the guy's obviously into making money and if he can, if he can increase his profits in those couple years or whatever they decide to do. Great. That's cool. You know, I mean, but he'll probably, they're probably going to try to do something. Oh, well, we'll just pay, we'll just pay what Coke didn't. And then it's going to be that for however long. But I really hope they don't do that because if they keep, if they keep the profits or they keep the winning as low as they are currently, there won't be anything for a professional category. But if they go back up to 35,000 to win, even still, that's still kind of hurtful. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But yes, to your point also, you you kind of mentioned, you started talking about the whole political part of it and like all these people and seeing all this stuff on Facebook and Instinct Space and whatever you want to call it. Oh, I'm not going to support that guy because he said X or Y or whatever about, you know, his political beliefs or his religious beliefs or whatever. My question to everyone is what the hell ever happened to there's two things you don't talk about like ever in a public setting religion and politics and the world was a, bu- a much better place but now all of a sudden we have this thing called Facebook InstaSpace MySpace Twitter whatever you want whatever you want to use and it just has turned into this whole like oh, I don't give a crap because I don't think anybody reads any of this shit. And the next thing you know, you got best friends hating each other that have had that have been best friends for 40 years, never going to talk to each other again because one person votes for somebody else or believes something else. Like, dude, I know families very, 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 very close to me, <laughs> i.e. my own, uh, that have different political beliefs as far as the way, you know, it would, even within inside my family. So, but do we talk about it? No, because it's just going to turn into a fight. Like, doesn't mean I don't love them any less or more or whatever. Like, if they believe one thing, cool. That's, I mean, everybody's their own person, but you don't have to air your dirty laundry all the time. Like, just stop with the stupid shenanigans on social media. I, I, I just, ah, uh, ah, uh, just irks me. I'm so sick of hearing about it. Anything political. Anything religious, anything like if you want to, if you want to preach to whoever, by all means, go ahead. Has nothing to do with me. What you do in those arenas has nothing to do with me. So have at it. 
I was hoping that we were just going to kind of skim by this. I really did. I yeah, just, right. I, that ain't like, going to happen. You know, Come on. I, I, you, just the, you know, like the pool skimmer. Like, I don't have a pool or anything, but they always show the little skimmer thing that goes across the top. You, and you, get, try, you tried, but I just wanted to, you know, stick the shovel right in there. I have a, I have a huge problem with it. I, when it comes... When it comes to things that affect livelihoods and you bring politics and religion into it, I, I'm kind of the wrong guy. Because for 23 years, politics and religion be gone. It did not matter what the politics were or what the religion was. It was about humanity. And... I haven't forgotten that. And so my whole thing is, is you need to shut up. You don't, you do not think that you saying what you're saying on Facebook, on social media, and you just think it's okay. And it's not okay. You want to say things inside your four walls that you make house payments on uh, or pay rent for or whatever. That is awesome. I defended that for you. But you come out here on social media and start blasting people who are trying to help our sport or help us still continue to have a job or an income while you go work at a heating and air conditioning company or you're a fabricator or you make bread or I don't give two chips about what it is, but you're a productive member of society. And then you go and you spew some freaking hatred and nonsense. Uh, about you're not going to go support this or you're not going to go support that. And all you're doing is just downright bitch griping and complaining for nothing. Absolutely nothing. I sit back and read your stuff and go, man, I want to screenshot this and send it to your HR department because I cannot believe that you're saying it. And then if you've got kids, you're infecting that hatred towards them. Am I a Democrat? No, I'm not. I never have been. I never will be. I'm a military guy. Military guys, we like Republicans because we get pay raises from the Republican side and the Democrats cut our pay. Okay? It's just plain and simple. It's history. Go back. Look. You don't, it won't take you very far to drum up a few pay charts, and you'll realize that. Does that yeah, mean that's Yeah, but you're not going to be – yeah, you're not going to be the guy on facebook talking about it either and you're one person that would have a hell of a say i mean you are a member of the armed forces or were or whatever they're paying your retirement so hello yeah and so i mean if you don't think that i can't get out there and spew with the best of you i promise you there's things about the democratic party that on the surface people just don't know but it don't matter it does not matter we're talking about racing so yep. take your hatred, pack it in a suitcase, put it in a swear jar, go out in your backyard, dig your ass a hole, bury it, and shut up and stop trying to ruin our sport. Be positive, productive people in our society and in our sport. Keep your hatred in a, what do they call those, voodoo dolls. Go get yourself a punching bag, whatever it is. Exert some calories on the freaking treadmill. I don't care, but keep it off of the social media and stop attacking companies and people that are in these companies that want to come into our sport and spend their money. Do you think that any blue chip company out there gives a rat's ass, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or a liberal? No, they just hope that you have money and they're grateful that you come and spend it with them. Leave your politics and your religion at home. At home. Not on social media, not in the drag racing world, not in the motorsports world. Just leave it out. And if you don't agree with me, I don't care. That's the best part about America. But I said what I said because you're impacting our sport. And Cam, you're an ass because you got me all spun the hell up. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> And if you have any problems, please send your, your emails to hate mail at racers and rental cars. And I promise you, I will respond. Oh, promise. yes. Yes, he that's will. That's not a political promise. That's a promise. 
Yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm right there with you. I mean, we could debate this all day long, but all you got to do is just, just shut your mouth. Respectfully, respect others, and just don't say nothing. And, and no, I'm not saying the whole world should be rainbows and unicorns, but all I'm saying is this social media situation has just gotten way too out of hand, and it's ruining friendships, families, political parties, TV. I don't even we don't I don't have cable. It's one of the reasons because I don't give two craps about any of this shit because I'm sick of hearing about it. All right, well, the, look, we're gonna jump right off from that. And since we're talking about sacking up and grabbing hold of your balls, we're going to jump right into the Manscaped moment of the week. I hope you uh, use your crop mop before you uh, grab those balls. I'm going to have to use my crop mop after that freaking tirade I just went on. (laughs) I got my heart rate up, got my blood pressure pumping. I am totally going to have to go grab the crop mop before I get on the road. Manscaped moment of the week goes to Tyler Crossno, the Franklin family, at VMP last weekend for their huge event that they pulled off in the wake of a hurricane, tropical storm, beating the hell out of the property there in Virginia Motorsports Park. They crushed almost, and I I say almost because I'm sure I'm going to miss one, I'm pretty sure they crushed every door car record known to mankind in eighth mile drag racing last weekend at Virginia Motorsports Park. And I'm, I mean, I saw videos and photos from three in the morning, four in the morning, midnight, people on the racetrack trying to get the track prep done, getting the rainwater off. Someone said that it was reported they had over eight inches of rain. 24 hours prior to them getting back on the racetrack and like the first lap that went down the racetrack was like a 360 something and i'm like dude man i mean that's total manscape moment so it goes out to tyler crossno the franklin family uh all the people that were involved at virginia motorsports park you get my manscape moment of the week tell us about it cam that sounds like a pretty darn good one if you ask me maybe uh maybe manscape should send them some uh some 3.0 lawnmowers because, you know, I think Tyler, he's even said on the show, he was he was all interested or he was, I mean, he was on Facebook. I don't know, I just saw it on his page. He's all into mowing all kinds of lawns out there at VMP, getting it all upgraded. So maybe he should use a lawnmower 3.0 uh, from from manscaped.com. And, but if they don't send it to him, he should probably make sure he uses the RIRC promo code and get yourself some discount, free shipping, all the good stuff. That's it. Get yourself a free pair of underwear, a bag from Manscaped with the Perfect Package 3.0. That code again, R-I-R-C at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping. Go see them. All right, so let's go ahead and we're going to wrap up our marketing here in our last segment for what we're going to talk about. And this week, we're going to talk about two things as we close out the show. One... As I'm getting ready to load up Cam and head to St. Louis for the next two weeks, I am not going to be holding a steering wheel. However, I am going to be holding a video camera and a camera as I am going to be creating content for clients. For Can you come film me in team. Gainesville? I cannot come film you in Gainesville. You Dang better it. get with Courtney. Dang it. All right. Which I don't think they're going to Gainesville. Maybe. I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think pro stocks you might yeah no it's just pro mod you're gonna be you're gonna be struggling a little bit nonetheless nonetheless let's talk about making sure that you make video part of your marketing portfolio and and i'm not when i say this i'm not saying you have to have these huge elaborate productions but i am saying that you need to become familiar with Lightroom or iMovie uh, or Final Cut Pro and or even Quick. GoPro themselves have some great editing programs that you can knock out. You just you need to invest in some cameras and record. Have some content, put things together, and have it ready just to be able to showcase 
anything about your racing program so that you can give the audience something to cheer about or emotionally get tied to. Um, and I would have not ever thought, Cam, that it was that big a deal until, you know, I put that video out of, with, with my car wrecked behind me on Pro Jacks in basically Humpty Dumpty fashion. And I had companies messaging me saying they wanted to see more of that, the, the, the struggle, the grind of it, of what's going on. They didn't want to see all the happy and joy, joy stuff. They really did want to see the grind of it, uh, the emotional tie. So if you do not think that people want to see when you're doing bad just as much as they want to see when you're doing good, all you have to do is get yourself a GoPro, create some video, and make it part of your program. No, absolutely. Especially this day and age with all the the social space that there is in the interwebs. I hate using that word. Uh there's just a lot, a lot of ways that you can you can advertise for for your brands. I mean, it's so much easier. The and what I think is kind of cool about it. A lot of times you don't have to see the view counts. Like you can hide your view counts so that way. Like because a lot of people they get all they get all bummed out and worry. Oh man, I don't want to post a video because then if a potential sponsor sees it on YouTube or whatever, oh it's gonna only gonna be I only got twenty three twenty three views. Who cares? That's 23 more than you had before you before you posted the video, and all that stuff. I mean, you, and if you want to, you can hide it, and then people can think that you got 20 million views. Who cares? Like, stop worrying about the views. Worry about the content, and once you have the good content, the views will come. That's my piece. agreed. Agreed, totally. And it's going to take me into my next last two. We this week got access to Megan Myers marketing program for social media and it's called driven by social. And so that being said, she's offering a discount code to all of our listeners and you can go to the driven by social over on Megan Myers Instagram. She's got it up on her uh, Instagram page also on Facebook. And when you go sign up, Use the discount code RIRC, and I believe it's 20. So make sure if you throw the 20 in there and it doesn't work, go back and take the 20 out. But it's definitely RIRC, and you will be receiving a discount when you sign up. It's a unique course to expose you to some do's and don'ts to get you moving. Social media is a moving target. Cam and I have talked about it numerous times. What worked last month is probably not going to work six months from now, but the basis and foundation of everything that you do will always consistently be the same. So it's going to give you a perspective from Megan's point of view. She, she does a really good job on social media for all of her partners. She has affiliations. She does product partnerships and so forth. So reach out, go through the program and and start applying it and you'll hear us talk about it uh from time to time and over the course of the next month as we're going to go through the course ourselves and so you should go do it too and so there you go social what i always screw this up i practice it three times a day i always want to say socially driven but it's driven by social so apologies for that but again r-i-r-c when you go sign up Totally. I, uh, you know, she's got me on there too as well. And, uh, it's from what I've seen so far, um, haven't dug super deep into it yet. I want to, I actually might do that on a plane on the way to Gainesville so I can, uh, have a little time to myself to watch and, uh, and, and learn. We can always learn something from somebody. So it's awesome that she's out there doing that and reaching out to a lot of you guys and gals that, uh, are looking for some sort of help. You know, it, Kind of like this this podcast. Sure, we talk about a bunch of different stuff, but at the end of the day, it's just it's good to spitball ideas back and forth with each other, and uh, you know that's really cool that she's offering uh, you know that out there, especially uh, to our listeners. So kudos to her, and congrats on your five oh nine multiple times. Punk. She just <laughs> just, wi- just just wicked, just wicked. insane. That's awesome. Totally. All right, so my last piece as we close out. And this is to piggyback everything that we've talked about today. So last week, 
I watched a show on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And if you... My brother told me about that, and I haven't watched it yet. He sent me, he's like, you have to watch this. I totally agree. Folks, do yourself a favor. Set aside, I think it was like 98 minutes or something like that. It's not long. Set it aside. Sit down. Turn your phone off. And watch it. And I promise you, you will be smarter from those 90 minutes that you dedicate and watch this show. And if you have kids, whether they're in racing or not, I encourage you. I am like, I'm not a cheerleader. I don't have pom-poms and a megaphone, but I would, I'm telling you, please, I'm recommending to you, please sit down and watch it and learn from it because you will send us emails and social media messages telling us exactly how much you enjoyed it. So that's all, that's all I'm going to say about it. Please do yourself a favor. Make time. If you have family time or whatever the case is and you have teenagers or young, young kids, sit down. Make them watch it with you. I, I promise you it will be impactful. I'm going to make Jet watch it and then he can tell me all about it. Yeah, you better have like cookies dangling in front of the TV screen or something like that to get him to pay attention. Monster trunks or something. Monster trucks and, and fruit snacks. There you go. There you or maybe go. some ch- some chicken nuggets in there too. Some chicken nuggets. Yeah, oh my God, not chicken nuggets. Every kid. It. I mean, what parent doesn't? What do you mean every kid? I'm still obsessed with chicken nuggets. I love chicken nuggets so much. Where, as you know, we're remodeling the kitchen. It's getting closer and closer by the day. For those of you wondering, <laughs> had to slip that in there. Um, our new our new oven legit has a chicken nuggets button on it. Like to preheat the oven, it. Freaking says chicken nuggets. And I, I told my wife because she bought it. I said, Angie, this is why I love you. You bought an oven that has a chicken nuggets button on it. I mean, hello. You were the kid that needed needed the button that said popcorn on the microwave, didn't you? Ah, Did I you never know? usually liked I, I haven't tested the chicken nugget button yet because I just – I haven't yet. I haven't had time to be home to do that enough, but – um, but like the popcorn button, I never really liked the popcorn button because it was always I don't like my popcorn burnt. So it, was, it just depends on what power level. So I might have to do a little re- research, dial in this chicken nugget button a little myself if they have like a custom option. Um, it might be like Cam's chicken nugget button or something. We'll see. To to I, be continued. <laughs> I have so many words that I want to scream at you right now that. <laughs> I, I'm still Dude, doing I'm pretty good. On a sewer, so get out of here. We've been doing pretty good with the FCC lately, so I'm trying not to, trying to keep that streak intact. Yeah, whatever. I can start chicken nuggets. That's it. Where are you going? What are you doing this week? I'm going to Gainesville, Florida, land of the milk and gators, and uh, going to be driving the Terry Haddock Racing Top Fuel Dragster. At the Amelie Oil Gator Nationals that was supposed to be in March, but it's now in September. So super grateful to uh, to Haltech EFI and uh, High Five Energy for allowing me to get back out there at the track. So some so one kind of new sponsor and then one very new sponsor. So out there in the world of uh, top field drag racing, so it's really cool to bring those brands in. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can put on a good show for them and continue with them. So they're, they all seem to be pretty excited. So they've never done anything like this before. So hopefully we can make an impression like our buddy Matt did. Camping World Matt. That's what I'm going to call him. Hope I can meet him one day. What's up, Camping Camping World World Matt? Yeah, the Camping World guy. Mark. Mark. I'm going to call him Matt. Uh, that'll be memorable. <laughs> <laughs> Just like when a certain team owner asked me if I was Stevie Fast Jackson, and I said, no, I'm about 100 miles an hour faster than him. I'm Cameron. Nice to meet you. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, I, I, we'll, have to get, we'll have to figure out how we can get a photo of you and Stevie side by side. I don't think there's any resemblance. I think there's somebody... Uh, cause Maybe I it was just a height you. thing. <laughs> it had to be, because I'll tell you right now, I don't think you're ever going to catch Stevie fast with a flat bill. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll run his ass right out of Georgia and <laughs> catch his ass with a flat bill. I'll be the, I'll be the West Coast version, I guess. <laughs> Oh, well, all right. Well, I mentioned I am getting ready to hang up this podcast, jump in the truck, and I am off to Worldwide Technology Raceway to be a PR person for the next 14 days. So, that being said, Cam, get us out of here. Pretty sure you already got us out of here, but, you know, I'll remind everyone that uh, we like to appreciate all of our fans and listeners and like Don always says, review, rate, subscribe. I think that's always the cliche that you're supposed to say at the end of these things. Uh, but we do appreciate all the downloads and things like that. And we do also appreciate our, our partners that help keep this uh, going. KNN, excuse me, as I choked, KNN, Manscaped, CBD, MD, Motion Race Works. There's a whole lot of people, a whole long list that, uh, that stick with us. Be sure to go support them use our r-i-r-c discount code to get uh some free stuff and or some discount free shipping things like that because who doesn't love free stuff oh and one last thing before i go if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all bye see ya thank you for downloading this episode of racers and rental cars this episode has been brought to you in part by streetway marketing and media voice america for all of your podcasting needs knn air filters manscape.com cbdmd motion raceworks and lb trailer sales be sure to use the rirc promo code at any of the listed sponsors we appreciate they appreciate your business and we'll see you next week